0: Welcome to episode 15 of the Family Geekery Podcast. I'm Chris, the god of slumber.
1: I'm Amber, the goddess of buying useless things.
2: And I'm Danny, the goddess of these nuts jokes.
0: <laughs> I thought for sure you're going to be the goddess of kittens and cats. Yeah. But I that's was wrong. It. So if you can't tell by our <laughs> newly reformed intro we are in this episode preparing for thor that's like a, a play on words for preparing for war Whoa. Oh, haha. i'm glad i spelled that out so yeah i know all the listeners got it but i wanted to make sure you guys got it so yeah we're preparing for thor which the new movie is going to come out as at the time of recording next weekend next friday this coming up friday the 8th of July, 2022. And are we excited for it?
1: Very. Yeah.
0: Yeah, looks pretty good. So we've been preparing for it. We're going to talk about how we've been preparing for it. But first, before that, let's talk about our weeks, everybody. Starting with Danny.
2: Well, I haven't really done that many new things. So, going to Amber. Amber.
0: Um, you worked what 42 (laughs) hours this week yeah okay so you get you get an excuse I get a pass yeah you get a pass
1: I guess this week I have um finished season three of Umbrella Academy and finished season four of Stranger Things because volume two came out on the first so a lot of sitting on my button, watching Netflix shows
0: and you binge the rest of that show like when it came out like all in one night right
1: yeah I mean it was only two episodes but one episode was an hour and a half and the other episode was two and a half hours so
0: okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was a marathon I'm sure
1: yes very much so
0: but now I have to watch the whole season so that's even more of a marathon same
1: I'll rewatch it with you guys. It's too good.
0: Cool. I've seen nothing but, but memes on like the social medias about, about that show. And I did see the pizza at Walmart today. Oh, did you? Yeah. It had some weird flavors.
1: Like pineapple.
0: And it was like way overpriced.
1: Yeah. But that's what you do. It's the price you pay for stranger things, merchandising that you consume.
0: Right. Is anything else for you, Amber?
1: Uh, I don't think so.
0: All right. And I played a game called The Last Day of June. And I played it because I was scrolling through my library of games on the last day of June. And I saw a game called The Last Day of June. And I thought, it's either a sign or it's a coincidence. Obviously, it's one of the two. So I thought, hey, that'd be a good uh, good game to install. So I installed it. First, I looked at the uh, the website, which is like howlongdogamestake.com dot com or something like that. I forget exactly what it's called, but but it tells you what the uh, what the average play time on a game is, and I like to kind of know that going into it to know if it's something I want to start investing time into or put it off for another later date. And it said like three to five hours, so I thought that's that's doable. I can do this on the last days of June. And I can tell you that it was a wonderful game, very unique to the style of games that I usually play, so it's very different. It's like a puzzle story driven puzzle game and not puzzle like bejeweled or like Candy Crush or something. Puzzle like you gotta figure out what to do with your characters. Basically there's a story that unfolds at the beginning that ends in tragedy, and then you have to kind of take the other take control of the other characters in this story to try to avoid that tragic ending. Kind of like the, um, the movie Groundhog Day, where he slowly starts to change things day by day until he gets everything perfected and, and you have a happy ending. So it's a wonderful story. It's a little um, emotional at times, but not overly emotional. And I, I think I was on the higher end of that playtime, probably five to six hours. And overall, I, I do recommend it. Right now it's on sale on the Steam sale for like five bucks, worth every penny of that five bucks. So go check out last day of June. All right. So are we ready to start talking about preparing for Thor?
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. So we had... Um, a couple comics that we read. I had the girls read some comics. I read a bunch of comics because Thor wasn't one of the titles that I read a lot. And it looked like the movie that's coming out is going to be based on an era of comics that I didn't read at all, basically. So in the 2012-2015 era of of comics, so I wanted to start catching up on on some of them and see, you know, how it relates to the movie and a lot of times with the movies you know all the movies so far have been loosely based on some big events in the comic you know the marvel comic universe and they they change some things here and there and change some timelines here and there so i wanted to see by by reading all these and preparing for this movie how they compare to the real movie the other reason is i know nothing about gore the god butcher and that's going to be the main villain played by christian bale in the movie so
1: batman
0: yeah batman batman's (laughs) a bad guy um he he is dressed in black again right
1: (laughs) i thought he was like all white
0: yeah he's he's white with like black outfit blackness Mm. to him and you're gonna learn today why there's blackness involved with him that's a little little teaser is there fireworks going off yeah our neighbors are a day early on the fireworks We're <laughs> recording this on the third but hey america right gotta get ready <laughs> yeah. so um so i had amber and danielle start reading from the title which is thor god and thunder which was a a title that started in 2012
1: it's almost love and thunder <laughs>
0: yeah yeah i mean this is this is kind of the uh the beginning of gore the god butcher and it's actually his his first appearance so he's not an old character oh he's actually what i would consider a recent character which is kind of neat to see put into a, a major movie like this we think about all the other bad guys of you know thanos and and them they've been around a long time so it's neat to see a more a more recent recent addition to the mcu so thor god and thunder starting in 2012 Starts off with the story of three separate Thors, right? Young Thor pre-Hammer. So he's, he's going around with no facial hair, and, and the other Thors make fun of him for having no facial hair. And he's got an axe. And then there's modern-day Thor, which starts being called uh, the Avengers Thor, Thor of the Avengers. And then there's old man uh, King Thor, which looks a lot like Odin the way they draw him i think he's even got an eye patch yeah long gray beard um so those are the three three characters and it follows kind of their story as uh as they get into a conflict with with gore the god butcher so who wants to start off by giving some uh some thoughts about what they thought about the first couple of issues of that
2: he definitely has an ego <laughs>
0: who's who's got the ego
2: the youngest
0: oh yeah i mean he's all full of piss and fire ready to start kicking some butt i mean it's his destiny that's always been told told all of his life
1: yeah and it's interesting to see how that ego changes as he grew older you know like when he's the avenger thor he's kind of accepted his responsibility in this gore issue. Um, and at the end, he's like, you know, I know I'm not a good king. I've always been a fighter. And kind of just gives up when he's, like, fighting the, the I don't know, the, the dogs, I guess.
0: Oh, yeah. the uh, The creatures that gore summons at will. Yeah. Yep, and it's neat to see how the three... When they finally do meet up, because it, the story starts off in three separate timelines, like the first one is like 800s AD, where this this young Thor is basically hanging out with the Vikings, being mm-hmm. being their god, as they wage uh, wage war all over the continent, and uh, eventually they they all converge. The stories converge through some pseudo time travel type weirdness, and they uh, the the way that they interact with each other, I think is pretty cool how the older Thors are kind of basically trying to teach the the younger Thor not to be so boastful and you know, not to be so egotistical and stuff and or else he's not gonna ever be worthy, right? He won't ever get that yeah. uh Mjolnir. Is that how you pronounce it?
2: Molnir. Mjolnir? Bjolnir?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like the way how Darcy in the in the first movie just every time she sees the hammer, just calls it Mew Mew or something like that. She, <laughs> she, she knows she's never going to pronounce it right. So she just calls it Mew Mew. Even as it's passing, it's thrown by her face and she goes, Mew Mew? <laughs> yeah, I love that character. Uh, so crazy. yeah, so the, the interaction between the three is pretty cool. And the the story unfolds over three uh, five issues. And I think, Amber, you read all five? Yeah. issues of the uh, god and thunder the first five issues of god mm-hmm. and thunder and they have to basically uh all converge together to defeat defeat gore and do you remember how they how he did that how they defeated him
1: Well, oh, i didn't see them defeat him oh really yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh okay so yeah <laughs> that's right so five five issues Um, start telling the story. And then the sixth issue, which you did read is, is the origin story of Gore, which I thought was kind of neat to, to go back in time. The
1: first God.
0: Yeah. So it shows, baby, (laughs) it shows Gore who lives on a nameless planet. And it's basically a desert planet that has no life other than creatures that want to kill you. And there's no like food or water. And he grows up in a, in a world where everybody is praying to the gods for to be saved praying for food praying for safety and everybody around him is dying right his, his dad died of the of the, the sun fevers I think they called it and then his mother dies and eventually his his wife and and kid dies and he he gets outcast from his people because he basically starts damning the gods saying there must be no gods because otherwise they would save us And just as he gets outcast, out of the sky fall two gods fighting each other. (laughs) And he's like, what? Okay, so you do exist, but you just chose not to save us. And that made him even more angry. And he picked up one of the gods' weapon, which we later find out is called All Black. That's his his black kind of dagger thing. And he kills his first god and then kills the second one. And then he makes a promise that he's going to kill... All the gods, and I don't think that's a uh, spoiler of any kind because that's basically the plot of the movie that we're gonna see next week. The God Butcher, right? And that's how he gets yeah. his name the God Butcher. Mm-hmm. So, so how is
2: he
1: so pale if he lived on a planet with sun fevers?
0: <laughs> because they lived in they lived in caves or else they would die.
1: Oh okay.
0: And they were licking the rocks for the tiny bit of moisture that may develop on rocks oh dang very sad i mean as you read the origin story you you start to feel you know some sympathy for this poor poor god killer (laughs) (laughs) this this poor creature that that uh you know he's questioning it's it's a a story that follows you know all of religion how you start to question faith at, at bad points in your life and uh i think that's a pretty neat story yeah now Going off and, and waging war on <laughs> on all the gods, maybe that's a little extreme, but um, so so what you don't know at this point is that his uh, his all black weapon, which he killed that nameless god. That's you know those two things that that fell and were fighting each other, and he killed them. It never gives them names, but one of them is a creature that doesn't even show up later until. Couple years later, in the comics, and it shows up in the Venom series, and he's like part symbiote. Oh! So that all black weapon that he has has some symbiotic properties to it, and that's how he can both create those black creatures, those black dog hound thingies, and that's how he can create like swords out of nowhere, like black swords out of nowhere.
1: In the comic, when I was reading, when it had his like POV and he was doing the narration the the boxes were like black and like i don't know i i thought it looked very venom-esque little boxes i was like this isn't venom
0: (laughs) yeah so that's uh it does get tied together it's not very apparent in these comics but it does happen and so i guess the part that you haven't read yet follows that origin story where he creates the god bomb did you read anything about the god bomb okay so just after his origin story, it goes back to the story of um, Thor being enslaved on his planet and a bunch of other gods being enslaved, and they have to create this god bomb. And this god bomb is going to kill all gods. Um, I, don't, I forget how they how they say it. All gods of all time and future time. So this, this bomb <laughs> that he's creating is going to kill it. Um, he's just getting ready to detonate it. His wife at the time is saying... Oh my gosh, it's so great. You're finally going to fulfill your destiny. You've been so great to us. Uh, you are my God. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. So he flips out. And he says, what'd you call me? <laughs> 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 and and uh, then he murders his wife. So oh, that may know, be a spoiler. Simple but stuff. Yeah. Murders his wife in front of his kid. And his kid gets upset about that. And his kid goes and releases Thor from his imprisonment and says, hey, I want you to go do me a favor and and kill that gore guy because he's not the father I thought he was. So Thor at that point has both hammers. His hammer, this is modern day Thor. Mm. His hammer and then his father's hammer. Not his father's hammer, his his older self's hammer. And uh, he uh, shoots himself into the, the belly of this huge bomb destroys the bomb and then kills Gore nice and everybody's happy so that's uh, that's a story arc that happens over I think 25 issues from 2012 to 2014 um, and that story arc continues on to tell some more stories about how um, Thor ends up losing his uh, losing his hammer he ends up on the the moon and <laughs> apparently. I don't know if you knew this, but I learned this also. There's a blue area of the moon that's kind of hidden and you can breathe on it.
2: Wow. You know about that? No. According to
0: Marvel Comics.
1: Wow, that's crazy. Whoa. Yeah.
0: So humans can just go up there and breathe, breathe the uh, breathe the air.
1: Umbrella Academy has different secrets on the moon.
0: <laughs> uh oh.
2: <laughs> Ape man. Ape. So, man.
0: <laughs> so Nick Fury is up there. Super spy Nick Fury. <laughs> and he whispers something into Thor's ear and Thor drops his hammer and he can never pick it up again. Why? Because of what Nick Fury whispered in his ear.
1: Oh, okay. Do we we'll save that as whispered? a mystery for another day. Oh, okay.
0: So that that gets told in that story. Um, but he doesn't tell anybody what that, what that whisper was for, for many, many issues to come. So following that, he's got... So now he's got... A, uh, we've got a Thor without a hammer, right? And he goes and visits this part of the, the moon all the time, and <laughs> tries to lift the hammer and talks to it, and he can't lift it. Um, so someone else comes to this this area and lifts it up. So starting with, the next series that followed the God and Thunder, was just called Thor. And it had an eight issue run. This is in 2014 to 2015. And there's a female that picks it up. A, a nameless female that picks it up and starts being Thor. And she's the goddess of thunder. Nice. And she meets Odinson, which gives up his name. He says, now you are Thor. I'm just the prince of, of Asgard. I'm just Odinson. And, uh, if, if you're going to wield the hammer, if you're the worthy one that wields the hammer, then you need to have the name Thor. So she becomes Thor. And they have some fights against it. And it'll be interesting to see, since we know from the uh, trailers that there is a female Thor. And we actually know who she is. <laughs> In this eight-issue run, you don't know who she is. Um, but you know that they're fighting against some evil corporation called Roxxon, which is kind of play on words on Exxon. It's an oil oh. company and uh, there's a whole underlying evil story plot of of the uh the ceo of roxon getting together with the dark elf michaeleth who was the bad guy in thor uh, dark world and they make some uh, some deals together to uh he's basically getting oil rights to the other realms <laughs> <What>? because <laughs> because he's he sucked all the oil out of midgard out of earth so he needs to get some oil rights to other places and in return, he gives this, uh, this ancient skull that he finds in his oiling endeavors, this ancient skull of the ice King that was killed in the first Thor movie. Oh, the ice giant, uh, Loki's father mm-hmm. gives that, that, um, skull to Michael so they can go and resurrect him. And so he's going to be resurrected. Wow. So that, that's not going to end well. I don't think. Um, so, so in this eight issue run, you got lady Thor, who just goes by Thor at this point. And everybody that meets her says, Oh, what? you're Thor. I thought you'd have a better name. <laughs> like, and, you know, they, she they, Thor. They, yeah, they, they give a bunch of funny names for her, but she says, no, I'm just Thor. And everybody wants to know who she is. Um, Odinson has a list of like 25 names that he says, it's gotta be one of these. And he's got them all written down. And he starts checking them off one by one as as he eliminates them. And he still hasn't figured it out yet. Um, But then that eight issue series is followed by... uh, The next one's called The Mighty Thor. And The Mighty Thor just comes out and tells us that it's Jane Foster. Oh, okay. Who, uh, ironically, is Jane Foster. And, And she's a doctor in the uh in the comics right she's not a astrophysicist or something like she is in the movie she's a doctor doctor and her mother died when she was young so she swore when she was nine years old that she was going to become somebody to save people so she became a doctor and ironically she has cancer and she's dying like every day but as she's thor she has all of her strength but when she's not thor because she can change back and forth when she's not Thor, it's actually the the, the work that she does as Thor is is killing her faster with oh, the cancer. God. So it'll be interesting to see if they write that part into the uh, into the movie. And from from then on, that's what she's known as. She's known as the Mighty Thor. That's her her comic series and what she's known as. So that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Want to make sure you guys got a good backstory of, of what's happening in the comics of that 2012 to 2015 time frame. Because it looks like that's what they're going to be pulling from for the new movie. Which was supposed to be out a long time ago. You remember <laughs> that?
1: Yep. I think I, so, yeah.
0: I think it was announced. They wanted to start it. They started talking about it for a 2017 start date and they wanted to get it out like around 2019 but then something happened in the world and it kind of halted it's a mystery yeah i don't know a lot of stuff slowed down around that time frame <laughs> oh really so they they didn't start until i think 2021 they started mm. filming in i think in australia and and now we get to see the movie in 2022
1: worth the wait i'm sure
0: so let's talk about let's talk about the uh the other two movies or the other three movies leading up to this one
1: there's three. I only know two. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you discounting one of them? Yes.
0: <laughs> All right. So we got Thor 2011, which interesting enough starts before these, these comic series that we were just talking about. And it's more the traditional like story of Thor, right? He's the God of thunder and he lives on Asgard. And it's only because he gets like banished to uh to midgard which which looks from the from the outside perspective as a punishment but it's really as we find out odin's way to teach him to be more humble and teach him to to truly be worthy of, of the powers so in that first movie we see odin whisper to the hammer and when, when he whispers to the hammer that's when the inscription becomes on there which the inscription is Fairly, very clearly written in the comics. like there are words on there that says um, he who is worthy to wield this hammer has the powers of Thor. in the movies the the inscription becomes just like a like the symbol, those three like a three leaf clover leaf like mm. Celtic symbol thing. So what do you think about the first Thor movie guys?
1: I remember it being really good. Um, I remember. Um, enjoying it, seeing Thor regain his worthiness and, you know, make some friends on Midgard as he's doing it and fall in love, I guess, at the same time also.
0: First he meets, right? It's <laughs> <laughs> an hey. age-old story for most men. <laughs> I'm in love. <laughs> You're pretty. <laughs> but, yeah, so... 2011, this is what the second movie of what starts to become the MCU, yeah. Yeah, I Iron guess. Man and then and then Thor, mm hmm. I it's guess like not the counting the not counting the the, the Hulk, Hulk movies, which yeah. are kind of in a weird are were they MCU at the time or not type setting. I think Incredible
1: but, Hulk is considered, but whatever.
0: Well, yeah, that's too confusing. <laughs> so, yeah, so he falls in love, he meets some crazy characters. I love the uh, the the doctor that Skarsgård plays. Um, he becomes uh, a neat character throughout all of the different movies when he gets uh, when he goes crazy and gets naked in the second movie, and, uh,
1: and he gets like like mind controlled in the Avengers movie by Loki, right?
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If he gets the the scepter stuck into his forehead, yeah. yeah but neat characters. Um, they send that, and, and it's been many years since I watched this movie. So rewatching it kind of, uh, reminded me of some of these things. They send the guardian to, uh, to fight against him. So that's actually a, a Asgardian guardian. guardian. <laughs> <laughs> Say that five times fast. As squared. <laughs> the, the big metal thing with the flame face. You remember that? So it looks like a yeah. big suit of armor. Mm-hmm. And they send that down to Earth to fight against him, and uh, I guess to teach him a lesson. And but then the uh, Sif and the Warriors Three come to help him, and that's that's a group of characters that I love. Also, Sif and the Warriors Three, um, which make it through a couple. They they make it through a couple movies. <laughs> that's <laughs> a whole way to say it. <laughs> Until they meet that hella chick. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they fight the guardian, which is actually an Asgardian, uh, protector and he's in the comics also. Um, he can be controlled f- remotely in the comics from, from Asgard. Oh, and with send a this, little
1: controller controlling a little yeah, robot.
0: A <laughs> little Bluetooth, <You've> got really <laughs> crazy Bluetooth that works more than 10 feet in Asgard. Um, they send this robot thing to, uh, to fight against him. He defeats it and becomes worthy again and all is all as well so it was a good a good movie to kind of whip your app your appetite for, for Thor as he becomes one of the avengers and then then we've got Thor the dark world in 2013 what do you guys remember about that
1: uh not much <laughs> that I didn't like it. <laughs>
0: So that was that was my takeaway from it. Again, this is almost a decade later since I've seen it. And it's got a fitting title, right? The Dark World. It's a very dark movie. Yeah. Um very very dark contrast to Ragnarok, which we'll talk about soon. Um and I remember it just being kind of not kind of not fitting. But as I rewatched it recently and at the same time I'm reading the the comics it actually fits right in line with the comics and it's it's a story that needs to be told and it's a story of of uh, michaelith the dark elf and uh and of course it's a the ever-growing story of treachery by loki and the the second time i watched it or this recent time i watched it I, i walked away from it thinking that that was actually a good movie So I, uh, I ask you guys to give it a second chance someday. Maybe. What, what kind of, uh, turned you off about it? Do you remember?
1: I just remember it kind of being boring. Um, like for the first Thor movie, it being like a slower origin story, that makes sense. Um, but at this point, you know, we've already had Thor and I guess the Avengers movie also. Um, That's right, yep. And I was just, like, expecting more from Thor and not just this, like, hey, Jane, you've got a red thing in you. Let's go to Asgard and get it out, I guess. That's what I remember the plot being.
0: Yeah, because we didn't realize at the time that that red thing was actually one of the Infinity Stones. So they got to tell that story and they got to get that in. You know, they got to get that stone in. Um. Somehow, but yeah. but even watching it and then rewatching it and then seeing all the other movies, it it didn't it didn't become quite apparent that that was actually one of the Infinity Stones until I think some of the after credit scenes when they're talking to the uh, the collector. Yeah. So I remember those all all the piecing together of the Infinity Stones being a little confusing and if if you go and read a wikipedia about it now it makes perfect sense this one came from here this <laughs> yeah. one came from here yeah. you know, th- this scene of this movie and uh, but at the time as you're piecing them all together throughout the first several movies um, it is a little confusing but but yeah it was what i had remembered about the movie was the the scene where they're in the i guess abandoned like apartment complex or something yeah you know, I remember that and thinking, what in the heck does this have to do with, with Thor? Um, but but seeing it again and seeing how there was these, I guess, rifts that were in uh, the time-space kind of thing. It was it was opening up a little like wormhole-type thing, similar to how the Bifrost opens up wormholes to travel through. So it, it did make more sense the second time I watched it. I remember... Danny, would you- what do you remember about that one, Danny? Uh,
2: the Dark World? Yeah. I don't really remember much of it. I think mm-hmm. I've only seen it once, like a years ago. So.
0: Yeah, it's not like Iron Man 1 or even Iron Man 2 that you would watch over and over again. Yeah. But I'm glad I did go back and, and watch it to get ready for this new movie. And I think it's just, you almost have to watch it. While reading those comics, to uh, to really understand how, wh- why they had to tell that story and the importance of it.
1: At this point, for me, I think it's less important to watch those earlier movies, and because so much has happened since then, you know, we've had, you know, a couple Avengers movies and like you know Endgame and uh, you know a couple Guardians movies that that interact with that story
2: as well. So,
0: yeah, it is. I guess that's why they're putting it out in phases. It is a big story to tell. <laughs>
2: but, <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, so that's. So we got through that one. And then I think a little bit easier to get through Thor Ragnarok, the third movie, the third oh, Thor yes. movie, which was much more recent, 2017, which seems like it's more recent, but it's still, what, five years ago?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But that was a, a, a great contrast to the rest of them because it had a very bright and humorous type feel to it so tell me about Ragnarok Amber what do you what do you remember what do you like about that movie
1: well it's one of my favorite MCU movies um I just really like I guess just like the director and the writing you know Taika Waititi just transformed the entire Thor um like the vision you have of Thor um You know, it's so funny and you get introduced to a lot of really awesome characters like um, Valkyrie and um, my personal favorite, Korg. Korg. (laughs)
2: Um,
1: But I just, I really enjoyed that movie and it had, you know, really good action scenes and, you know, really good jokes, um, you know, starting off strong with a reenactment of Loki's death (laughs) Um, (laughs) where...
0: With Matt Damon?
1: Well, yeah, with Matt Damon playing Thor.
0: <laughs> no, playing Loki.
1: Oh, playing Loki. Oh, yeah. oh, it's Thor's brother in real life that plays him, right? Yep, yep. The least famous one.
0: <laughs> one, one, of the, one of them, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, very, very good movie.
0: Yeah, my favorite... Uh, there's so many good chord quotes in there, but my favorite is towards the very end of the movie. I don't know if you remember this, but they're uh, flying away you know, all the Asgardians that get rescued are flying away in the spaceship. And the the big, evil, weird fire monster thing just destroyed all of Asgard um, in an effort to destroy Hella, because that was the only way they were going kill, to kill her. Um, and as they're flying away, he looks out the window and he says, Oh, it, it's not that much bad damage. You know, it's still good foundation <laughs> there. And, you know, big, they can rebuild it and it can be a planet for all creatures to to come back in and, and live in harmony and then the whole thing explodes into crumbles and he goes <laughs> oh no no the foundation's gone
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was a, a a great joke every every time he comes into the scene he always has this like uplifting uh like uplifting thing and then and then something bad happens all of a sudden yeah and he's got his little sidekick i forget his sidekick's name that he thought he killed He's like mm-hmm. I stepped on him and killed him. Oh, oh he's, he's alive. <laughs> but yeah, that's a great character. Yeah, a lot of a lot of good humor in this movie. And the uh, another thing we found out about Korg that we didn't realize in in watching it, as as we were watching as I watched the original Thor, one of the first battle scenes that they have where Thor and, and Sif and the Warriors Three are going off to, to fight some some battle uh they're fighting against a race of of i think they're elves or something and they bring out their bad 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 monster and then everybody kind of stops in their track and they're like okay thor this one's for you and out comes this big bad rock monster which looks like a giant version of korg (laughs) i thought oh Mm -hmm. so they, they may have saved a little money on the old uh CGI stuff and shrunk his head down a little bit, scaled him down to size, and <laughs> and gave him a funny accent to create Korg. But he may just be uh, of the same race because I think when he meets when Thor meets him there in the uh, the arena, he says, "Hey, you're one of the," and then he gives the race, and he's like, "Yep, that's me." <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: oh, yeah, so that's cool. Danny, what'd you think of uh, Ragnarok?
2: I liked it. Definitely my favorite of the three. Definitely more comedic, like you said. I like how Hulk's in it; uh, their their comedic chemistry is pretty good. And then, like Amber said, new character is Valkyrie who becomes um, pretty pretty important in other movies too. So, definitely my favorite of the three. She
1: becomes the president. Say that again. She becomes the president of New Asgard the queen king king oh she becomes the king <laughs> i
0: think the yeah the credits uh have her as king valkyrie ah yeah she's she's gonna play a big part in the new movie i love her her character how she starts off as a a drunk and not caring <laughs> and and then uh she continues on to to fight side by side with with hulk and thor yeah, that was uh, that was good. It also introduced us to the Grand Master, played by Jeff Goldblum. I'm yeah. Never going to pass up a movie that has Jeff Goldblum in it, that's for sure. I love him as an actor. And it, it also had, uh, I give full credit to whoever made this decision, it's got the entire Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin played in it. And when I say entire song, it's actually I think twice in the movie it plays. I think at the oh. beginning and then and then towards the end. Um, but it's the entire song because most of the time and and if you don't know what song I'm um talking about, it's the one that is the very uh, Nordic uh, song that Led Zeppelin sang. <laughs> that, was <really laughs> that was really good.
1: That was really good.
0: But the, uh, the song is it has been played a lot of, you know, it's probably a 1970s song or something, but it's been played a lot in, in modern pop culture. But they always shorten it. They shorten the intro and they cut part of the verses out and it drives me crazy because it's, it's an awesome song. And in this movie, they played it entirely, you know, twice. So every, every time you listen to it, if you ever heard a song that's been uh, edited for radio or something, and then you have the version of it that came out on CD, and when you hear it on the radio, you are just expecting, "Yep, it's going to jump from here to here," you know, because they had to get it down to three yeah. minutes. Um, when I heard that on, on the movie, I was like, "Okay, they're about to cut to it." No, nope, 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 nope. They're playing the whole song, so so good for them. Someone, someone in the cast, someone important in that movie was a Led Zeppelin fan, and in the new movie, we've got "Sweet Child of Mine," yeah, which is another great great song so uh, i give uh i give kudos to whoever's making those decisions got to keep the songs good we know how important that can be because uh who knows maybe the guns and roses need some money like like kate bush is uh, hopefully,
1: <laughs> cashing <it> out <laughs>
0: recently coming into some extra money i hope I'll, I'll don't get me i'm
2: in coming into some money too <laughs> don't get that song stuck in my head again
0: <laughs> it's been stuck in all of our heads throughout the last a couple weeks? You guys didn't even off. watch the show! <laughs> and I'm someone that, that listens to a lot of 80s, 80s music, and I remember the song, but, you know, of all the times that I've listened to, you know, our local, and this, this hurts me to say, classic rock station, <laughs> our local classic rock station, which is music I grew up with, um, <clears throat> I've never heard it recently, right? I remember hearing it back in the 80s. I've never heard it recently but now it's all over the classic rock station. It's like, yeah, this is is an iconic song from our era, but wait, well, how come it's just now making the rotation? I I mean, there's
1: not a lot of remakes of it or, you know, covers. Yep. Kate Bush, though, cashing that check.
0: Hope so. She deserves it. Yeah. So, uh, any other thoughts on on Ragnarok that had a, a, a big... A big story to it, introducing Hela, and uh, she was going to be impossible to kill, but somehow they did it. And of course, Asgard blows up, which, <laughs> um, as we're we're told at the end of the movie several times, Asgard is not a place; it it's is a, a people. people. So that was a good uh, good story. I think in the comics they rebuilt something called Asgardia, which is a small little planet that. That kind of rotates, uh, hovers above Earth.
1: Oh, I remember them mentioning Asgardia in the comics. I was like, isn't it just Asgard? Like, what, what is he talking about?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like a, a miniature Asgard that's actually in the atmosphere of, of Earth. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we got that going on. Uh, a couple of the things that, that we may need to mention. Did you see on one of the movie posters of the new Love and Thunder movie, a goat flying around.
1: Was there one in the trailer? There may be. Hmm.
0: But, you know, you, you never know what to expect with these movies. and Right. And uh, it, nothing's ever shocking, right, from these <laughs> movies. So seeing a flying goat is just, yeah, it's a flying goat, okay? It's Marvel. <laughs> There's going to be weird stuff in it. And it's a, it's a Thor movie. So now that Thor movies are are happy and funny, um, there's certainly a place for a flying goat. Well, in the comics, he used flying goats because he didn't have a hammer.
1: Oh. Hmm. so
0: He can't fly without a hammer, right? Huh. The only way he can fly is when he swings his hammer really fast and he throws it and and hangs on to it.
1: Then how does he get to the moon? With the goats?
0: (laughs) Flying goats. (laughs) (laughs) Flying Asgardian goats. Which I didn't see make it onto the ark as it was flying away. <laughs> I didn't see any goats on the ark. I just saw a bunch of uh, strangely look homeless looking uh, Asgardians, <laughs> like nobody had on like gold gold suits and stuff like that, like they do in all the other scenes. So all of a sudden, they're just a bunch of outcasts because Hella comes to town.
2: Thor played Fortnite, so maybe he's into Goat Simulator too. <laughs> <laughs> it's-
0: uh, so we got flying goats. Um, we may see rocks on, be, be, uh, show up in there. I'm not sure. Um, we may, we may find the, the blue area of the moon with the breathable air, or maybe they'll keep all that out. Uh, another thing I learned about this movie, Gore as being played by Christian Bale. He, uh, he wanted to get into character, so he based his character on a music video called Come to Daddy by <laughs> Aphex Twin. And if you've never seen that, I, I halfly want to tell you to go watch it and halfly want you to, to warn you to never watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can you can skip around in it and, and probably see you know, YouTube now, it, it, which is neat. YouTube now has—I don't know if you've seen it—like on the timeline. When you hover over the timeline, yeah, the you, most
1: played, the
0: parts. most played areas, like right? the most viewed yeah. areas. So if you'll see a big, big lump about <laughs> two thirds of the way through it, click on that, and then you'll see, oh yeah, this, this is this is where Christian Bale uh, got his inspiration for Gore.
2: Well, he
1: always goes above and beyond for his characters.
0: Well, he, he said he didn't ever want to play in a in a superhero movie again after batman oh because he said it was you know it was too simple or you know uh, it wasn't wasn't uh challenging the enough, enough as an actor mm-hmm. you know anybody could just go where's the girl <laughs> heck I, I probably could have just made four thousand dollars doing that as a voiceover <laughs> who's the girl where's the girl I'm Batman. <laughs> Um, but he wanted, a, he wanted a bigger challenge. But I guess someone talked him into hey, this isn't a superhero movie. This is your chance to, to bring life to this evil, evil, evil God Butcher. So I'm looking forward to, to that because they haven't showed, you know, other than the screenshots and of, of him revealing himself, It hasn't, there hasn't been a whole lot of uh, dialogue. So it'd be interesting to see if some of his dialogue comes right out of the pages of those books that we read. What else? Anything else you can think of that uh, is getting you hyped up to see this Thor movie?
1: Um, as you mentioned, the the song "Sweet Child of Mine" um, in the trailer. You know, I've I've prepared by you know watching the trailer and you know looking at theories and you know Easter egg videos and stuff on YouTube. Um, and I guess if you go line by line in the immigrant song, it like tells you the plot of ragnarok so you know people were doing the same thing with sweet child of mine and um you know maybe the bit movie will be similar or maybe you know they learn their lesson or you know don't want to do the same trick twice and trick you know trick us up a little bit i don't know i'm excited to see how the that song plays into the the movie
0: or Um, maybe the collective internet thinks too much (laughs) <laughs> reads too much into these things that would be yeah. that would be kind of neat does jane foster have blue eyes because if no. so then the first line would be right
1: i don't know if she, i think she has brown eyes
0: mm. but yep so very very crossed <laughs> out already
1: <laughs> but i think something like the trailer or at least the original trailer was only like the first like i don't know 30 40 minutes of the movie so um Got a lot that we don't know. About. Like we don't know what's coming,
0: right? Yeah, some of the some of them may have been from the early uh, early sessions of getting ready to to film the movie.
1: Also, the Guardians of the Galaxy.
0: Yeah, minus can't Gamora, <laughs>
1: can't
0: go wrong with the oh. little Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. in a
1: movie,
0: <laughs> especially if you need to add some some humor to it.
1: Why Gamora?
0: Which you see the, um, you know if if Ragnarok has set the new pace for how a Thor movie needs to be, you know, funny and in action at the same time. Um, and then you see some of the, uh, the stuff coming out of the trailers for the new movie, you think, okay, this is a perfect setting. They wanted to have like an eighties, you know, love story is what they were going after an eighties love story. Um, perfect setting for, from some slapstick humor. But then I thought, as I started reading the, the comics, as I started reading those uh, God and Thunder comics, I was like, this is a really dark story. <laughs> <laughs> this is a really dark story to superimpose a, an 80s love ballad you know, story over.
1: I mean, so is you know, Ragnarok, the end of the world, the apocalypse, the end of Valhalla as we know it. Yeah,
0: the yeah. overall theme is, is bad, yeah. but uh, Hela did bring some humor to it
1: yeah yeah it would
0: have been a short movie if she just came in and and just destroyed (laughs) once but she toyed around with them yeah um she she added uh she added some humor to it but as we know from all movies if you let the the bad guy have too much time and too much dialogue that's going to be their downfall yeah how about you danny any final thoughts on on the thors getting ready for the thors
2: no, I don't think so.
0: Very cool. I think that brings us to the end of our episode. So join us all as we watch Thor Love and Thunder starting in, in a theater near you. July <laughs> 8th? Yes. Yeah. really the 7th, right? If you go to the Thursday late night matinee, but but we probably won't. Um, and then let us know... Uh, send us an email at podcast at com. Let us know what you've liked about the Thor series so far, what you're hoping to see in the new Thor movie. And if you have seen the new movie already, tell us what you think about it. Other than that, we thank you all for listening. And we're going to end it all in unison. <laughs> One,
2: two,
0: three. Peace out. Peace out. out, and and peace
2: out. out
0: very good (laughs) we did it that's as good as it's gonna get people (laughs) thank you for listening to the family geekery podcast for more information visit www.familygeekery.com don't forget to subscribe at your favorite podcast provider and until next time peace out and geek out